Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, here we go. 9.09 Monday morning, an interesting moment during the Ole Miss-South Carolina ladies basketball game. Number one, South Carolina, undefeated. And a player goes down, and then all the other players surround her and hold towels up and everything, and you wonder, is it an injury? Is somebody hurt? Is it bad? Going to find out the Ole Miss player, the wig had come off. So the other lady surrounded her and, and put up some towels to shield her while she reattached her hairpiece and everything continued. Um, it is uh, time to talk to Jeff Plumley, professor at LSU and LSU C Grant Specialist. That's S-E-A, not C as in my transcript scores. How you doing, Jeff? Good. How are you? I'm all right, professor. Tell me what's going on with um, redfish catch limits. Um, so, uh, well, according to the state wildlife biologists, our redfish populations aren't doing real well. Uh, there's some indication that they're being overfished, uh, and that the catch rates currently in the recreational sector are down. There hasn't been a commercial fishery for redfish in about 30 years. Uh, but they're saying that the catch rates are as low as they were uh, when there was a commercial fishery. So there's some concern. Who can fish for redfish now? What do the rules say? The rules are anyone with a saltwater fishing license here in Louisiana can fish for redfish. But there is no commercial fishery, so there's no big boats out in the middle of the ocean fishing redfish. It's really just uh, our our recreational coastal fishermen can fish for redfish here in Louisiana. And and since you said ocean, that reminds me, Professor, of just exactly the habitat for redfish. Where where do we find these things? How prevalent are they off the coast of Louisiana? Do they migrate? What's the deal with the redfish? So adult redfish uh, migrate a lot, and they're offshore, so they would be greater than three miles off the coast. But the redfish that we target as recreational fishermen live in the estuaries and the near coast, um, and typically, that's where we'll find them. We find them in pretty high abundance. Uh, they're they're a fairly common species, and they're a highly targeted species. A lot of our recreational fishermen look at redfish as being the most prized of Louisiana sport fish. I don't want to get um, into what is it I remember from biology. Is it phylum and what's it, chordata and species and all that stuff? Because that might be a yeah. little bit much. But what kind of fish is a redfish? Uh, a redfish is it's in the, the the drum family. Okay. So uh, it's there's a lot of other species of drum that occur uh, along the coast, but it's, it's a large fish. It can, they can get up to 35, 40 years old, but typically the fish that we catch near shore are somewhere between uh, um, 
one and four years old. And by about four years old, they get to about 27 inches long. And that's when we can stop. We stop catching. We can catch currently in the regulations one over 27. So one adult fish. I went charter fishing a long time ago. And I'm trying to think 27. I, I think it was more than 27. Is that a new rule or did the charter guide violate the rule? This had to be maybe 20 years ago. No, we get we uh, here in Louisiana. We can keep one fish a day above twenty-seven inches, and that's uh, and that's a um, uh, that, and that's an adult fish, and they can get big. They can get up to forty inches. And where you out catching uh, one of those things, man? People don't realize that. <laughs> sure would. Yeah, we really yeah, will. Sure when you would. were you rocking back and forth on a boat trying to reel that thing? Maybe it was one per person on the boat. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But that's been the rule that for a long right. time, Professor. Yes, that has been the rule for a long time, and and. The, the, the concern is now is that because catch rates are low, because they're not seeing as many new fish come into the bays as historically they have, they're concerned and they just want to make sure that, um, that there's enough fish that my kids can fish and my kids' kids can fish and we have enough kind of in perpetuity. So they want to, they want to if there's some red flags that they're seeing, they want to make sure that they're making changes. Um, and these are temporary changes, typically, that they're trying to enact. I think sometimes people conflate red snapper with red fish. What's the difference? So red snapper are offshore reef fish. Uh, they are <clears throat> typically in completely marine saltwater environments. But red fish, the, uh, they're called, uh, they're, they're their species name, I uh, know you didn't want to get into this, is yeah. oscillatus. And oscillatus means they've got this little red, uh, little black spot on their tail, and they're not really super Wait, red. They're more of a bronze color. That's a red fish, or red? Yes, red fish, not red snapper. Red snappers are red, red right? Red fish. Red snapper are very red. Yeah, yeah okay. they look like they got a bad sunburn. Yeah. What does that dot mean anyway? Does that, is that an indicator of age or not? You know, it's just kind of uh, uh, a, a feature of the fish, and it's uh, um, it's yeah, it's just. One of those cool things, uh, I think it looks like they think that it's an eye spot, uh-huh. so potentially confusing uh, predators, um, but uh, that's that's what it is. It's just kind of a red uh, black spot on their tail. Professor, I think we've all already, all of us have worked with people that couldn't tell their head from their tail, don't you think? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's talk about Sea Grants, SEA Grants. What is that? So Sea Grant, uh, Louisiana Sea Grant is part of, NOAA's uh, National Sea Grant Program, so that's National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. And really our mission is to promote stewardship of their state's coastal resources through a combination of research, um, education, and outreach. And they that these fund, grants come from the NOAA, and they fund the work that you do, which is monitoring species or the viability of species? Well, we really we are not um, the the state biologists. What what we're involved with is we're involved with take, kind of taking the information that biologists feed us and, and biologists feed all of us as 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 resource users and as stakeholders. They give us information, and our job is to help translate that information so that everybody can understand it and interpret it and um, and use it when they're using our uh, use the information that biologists give us in their everyday resource use. So that's really our mission. We're kind of science translators. Okay. What do we know about the redfish population 
compared to years past? And was there a tipping point where they, they were threatened? And now what's what's the situation with the species redfish? Yeah, I know it's not the species. Sure. That's not the name. But, you know, I'm calling them that. Yeah, so um, Paul Prudeau uh, and black and redfish is a pretty common story of, of, of redfish at its peak popularity. And that's when we were really concerned because that was back in the 80s. We had uh, commercial fishing for redfish. We didn't know a lot about their biology. We didn't know a lot about what it takes to have a sustainable population. And that's when they were probably at their lowest. But since then, we've had a commercial stop. Uh, our, our stop of all commercial fishing uh, here in Louisiana uh, and it's all across the northern Gulf of Mexico. So there's been no commercial fishing for redfish. So there's only been recreational fishing. So, and that and that is and that's kind of started to increase our um, our population. But for some reason, and they're not quite sure why, uh, we're starting to see a, a, a downtrend again. And it doesn't really have a whole lot to do with the uh, the um, the commercial fishing efforts. So we're just not quite sure why. The population is decreasing. You know, we're all human beings, and we're all subject to different biases. And you know, I had jury duty a while back, and the judge said, "Look, you know, I, I wore a blue shirt today. I decided to wear a blue shirt, so I'm biased toward blue shirts." And it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. And I guess what I'm asking professors that when it comes to the science and the numbers that the biologists report. You know, a charter guide can talk about, or an old-time fisherman can talk about what their gut tells them, can tell them about what nature is telling them. It's hard to factor out if you make your living that way um, to be completely unbiased as it relates to that. I'm not trying to impugn anybody's integrity, but how reliable is the science from the biologists? So there's no reason to believe that these the biologists that are working uh, on the redfish issue have any ill will or Ill intentions for trying to decrease the number of redfish we're catching. It doesn't. It's not great. And uh, and uh, on the side of somebody that goes fishing that works with fishermen a lot, knowing that decreases in redfish catch limits could potentially decrease the number of trips that you get out if you're a charter guy or the number of trips you can take yourself. Uh, so. It's not, it's not ideal, but there's no there's no reason to think that they're doing anything but being the most objective decision makers as possible. You talking about the biologists now, right? The biologists, yeah. yes, uh, and trying to get us across the uh, uh, to the other side of, of what we feel is a a bad couple of years, or what they feel is a bad couple of years of adding new redfish to our population. And sometimes sometimes you got to protect people from themselves. Uh, I, I think sometimes people might not know what the best is for them, and, and you're looking at, you know, it's like as a, as a parent with money or, or a small business owner, you can't give it all away. you got to save some for the, the next day. Um, how quickly could these numbers rebound? If And first of all, has the limit been changed yet or not, Professor? It has not been changed, uh, and they're uh, currently discussing how it should be changed. And uh, the the moving forward, I I would hate to say that the, we 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 should take the words uh, or not take the words for, uh, from our our recreational fishers and our and our charter guys at face value. Those guys know what they're seeing out there, and they and they also know that that's their livelihood. Mm -hmm. So. We should we should try to work collaboratively um, at, as we're trying to, to solve this issue. Right now, the I think the rebuilding plan is looking at eight to ten years or something like that. So that's how long the 
um, the the rebuilding would last. I'm not quite sure um, uh, where they are in that in that process of deciding, uh, but they're um, that's that's essentially what we would be looking at is the short term changes to the to the rules. All right. So as a science translator, what would happen if no changes are implemented at all? So if no changes are implemented at all, we'll see most likely a continued decrease in the number of redfish that we that we can catch as recreational anglers, and then additionally, at, if as it continues to decrease the number of fish that escape and uh, make it to adulthood, we would see that decrease, and then eventually uh, we would see some really widespread long-term population changes. Does, and, that's the, and that's the concern. Does male or female enter into this at all with the fish? No, I, you know, I don't know their sex ratio right off the top of my head, um, but uh, uh, it doesn't. They, you know, we. I mean, in terms of limits or ca- limits or that kind of thing, or the species rebounding. Yeah, now it, it's hard to tell. Uh, you can't uh, you can't make any distinction out uh, out when you're fishing for them, other than. Sometimes you you uh, feel a male croaking uh, mm-hmm. in the uh, in the drum family. They if you hold them, they can make a drumming noise. Um, but other than that, there's really not a whole lot of ways that you can tell. And it's it would be uh, a too much of a a responsibility that they put on uh, non people that don't fish for redfish a lot to be able to make that distinction. So they have to make it kind of across the board. Professor, I used to be able to do this. Let me see if I can do it. I used to be able to imitate a croaker in a uh, in an ice chest. Um, let me take a break. We'll pick it up here. We come back. All right, because I'm getting a okay. lot of questions from commercial. Uh, I th- I think recreational fishermen about Menhaden industry. I get some people that are involved in the Menhaden industry that are, are that are launching preemptive strikes, saying it's not the Menhaden industry. So we'll talk about their role in all of this as well. We're talking with Jeff Plumley, a professor at LSU, a Louisiana Sea Grant specialist, about um, redfish limits and uh, what happens if if it's not changed and and how quickly could they rebound. If you have any questions or comments, Oakland Jeweler talking text lines open 504-260-1870. I like to fish, but I haven't been a long, long, long time. So if you got any questions, let me know. 922 back in a flash, WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
929, talking to Professor Jeff Plumley, professor at LSU, Louisiana Sea Grant Specialist, about Louisiana tightening redfish catch limits and what the biologists are saying. Professor, uh, talk about the Menhaden, because I'm getting a ton of text here, about the Menhaden industry, pogey boats, what effect they've had on the redfish population. What are the um, biologists saying? So um, currently there's there uh, was an amended um, uh restriction on um, where these Menhaden boats can fish. And they were concerned specifically about what are, fi- what are called fish spills. So that's when the Menhaden nets uh, are, are become entangled or too full and they have to, and they dump the nets. And in those nets typically uh, are other fish that swim at the Menhaden and, and eat on Menhaden. And, and one of those fish is, uh, our large red drum, those adult red drum that I was talking about earlier. So I believe that that's what the um, the concerns are, is that this co-catch and this bycatch of red drum in the Menhaden fishery. But in terms of percentage of effect or how, how much of a factor is it, I guess? Is there any way to put numbers on it? Or, or, or I don't know how you would really, what metric you would use. Yeah, that's a and that's a really tough question. I think that that's one that we have to be uh, pre vigilant on, uh, and and one that we have to make sure that we're we're asking our um, biologists and the people involved with monitoring the menhaden fishery exactly how big of an impact they have on uh, the and, and what the number of red drum they're catching uh, with their menhaden are, and and right now. Um, I don't know if there's a, a good idea of how many that is, but from just conversations with uh, our, our fisheries managers, they don't feel like the number is very high. But, you know, that's that's a question that needs to be answered. Another question um, that somebody texted in, and it's a good one, is about the, the Deepwater Horizon spill. Is there any evidence that that was a problem with redfish, or would that be across all species? You know that's that's a that's a really good question, and that's one that we've uh, largely been working on here in the state of Louisiana is recovery and rehabilitation from that from the Deepwater Horizon oil spill and, and getting our marshes back in the same shape that they were before then. And one of the species that could have been affected um, was is is red drum. Um, the, we had oil in our marshes, and that's where the red drum lived. Uh, so potentially that is one species that could have been affected. Uh, that was um, so. I think that's ongoing research that's being done. Not uh, entirely sure. Um, you know, I'd have to do some reading mm-hmm. to figure out what that is. But uh, please, I'll ha- I'll be happy to have that question forward along to me so I can answer it properly. I uh, one other question about um, farming redfish. Has that been tried? And somebody else had a question about. So when they eat redfish at a restaurant, how is that sourced? Is that any restaurant that serves redfish is getting them from private fishermen, or how does that work? It's uh, yes. Yeah. So there's no commercial wild caught redfish fishery. There are redfish. There is redfish farming efforts, and typically the um, the fish that you'd be catching in the uh, um, or you'd be eating at a restaurant that's red drum is a is a farm raised red drum. It- so that can be done commercially and, and profitably. Yeah, uh, I mean there are there are 
redfish farms um, uh, throughout the Gulf Coast, and, and what those are are just, you know, large earthen ponds with red, red, red drum, and they're raised up um, uh, outside of the, 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 the wild caught or the, the wild or the wild stock. So they're really not there. There's nothing uh, unsustainable about it. It's a, it's, a, it's farming practice. So how does that factor into what we're talking about? Could you re- could you farm and restock or that not at those numbers or it's not even feasible to do that? So Texas and Mississippi and Alabama all have redfish restocking programs um, where they, uh, they, raise redfish up to a, uh, a certain size and then they release them in large numbers back in the day. Um, you know, the, the, the jury's out on if those are uh, effective, but they're widely used. And I think that a lot of people put a lot of faith in them. So I think we should at least continue to try uh, uh, stocking redfish and potentially see how effective that may be in uh, um and getting our redfish population back to where they need to be. Is there a discernible difference between the two taste-wise, or do you know? No, it's it's really all based on diet. And if they're uh, if they're being fed the same thing that they would be eating in the wild, I, I don't know. But I know that they can't get it right for farm-raised shrimp. The the farm-raised shrimp will never taste as good mm-hmm. as wild-caught shrimp. Professor, so. nothing in this life is simple, is it? Nothing. I don't mean, I mean, you go change an outlet in your house, it's not simple. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time. Yeah. You have a Have a good week, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Professor Jeff Plumley, professor at LSU, Louisiana Sea Grant Specialist. We're going to talk to Mike Pearlstein about this juvenile escape, another one over the weekend, and kids' parents turned him in, thankfully. When we come back, the, the, the behavior of these guards is just inexcusable. 935, 25 till 10, traffic now, WWL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.